0: Welcome back to the Jealous Podcast. You might not recognize his voice because it's not Mackenzie's. It's... She, she gone. It's Shelby's. Mackenzie is now on maternity leave. So that leaves me in um, this side of the table. How do you feel about that? Jealous of She I mean? really can't come back? <laughs>
1: like, like, she's gone. She's like nervous.
0: She's like, are you guys like, what's going to change? And I'm like, you're coming back. This is your seat. I'm just keeping it warm. Well, no. You
1: fine. should just. Everything's
0: changing. <laughs> the names changing. Um, the format. We no. change the graphics <laughs> and everything. <laughs> no. So we wish her luck as she's with her new baby. Yeah. And we moved into a new home. Yes. So much change. Yeah. Let's got kind of dive into it because the guys told us we have five minutes because they got to yeah. go on a shoot. So Sam, who yeah. are you jealous of this week? Um.
1: I wanna say USC and U C L A, because they're about to get a payday <laughs> joining the Big Ten. <laughs> I wanna know your
0: thoughts. So do you think was this was this a good move, a bad move? Should the I, mean, Big I Ten think, be scared? I think, I think
1: it's a good move just because like they're they're gonna get a payday. Like they're they're gonna bring up all the ships of the Big Ten in terms of I was gonna more say relevancy. who benefited from the situation. Oh, was they, it
0: Big Ten or that?
1: Probably the Big Ten.
0: Now, the Big Ten is coast to coast.
1: That makes the conferences make no sense.
0: It makes zero sense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's there's no rhyme or reason to this. So,
0: you're going to have the Rutgers fly (laughs) to California.
1: The Terrapins of Maryland are going to (laughs) go all the way to Los Angeles.
0: That's just, I'm like, what a crazy, like, for a student athlete, I just can't even. What a
1: time to be alive, though, for a student athlete.
0: Gosh, I guess. Yeah, getting those deals. Who are you jealous of? I'm gonna say Chloe Kardashian, as she appeared the on the. She appeared on the hot ones recently, not, and she was able to make it through the whole shebang. She she
1: did it, She went through pretty well. And I heard she was like, taking nibbles, yeah. but she could have taken better bites. But right. I've seen worse.
0: And she still looked amazing, like she by did. the end of it. Like, was there a s- drop of sweat on her face? Probably My at some point. Shirt would have been so you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean?
1: John said we have to do a hot ones though now.
0: Yeah, I wanna know what you guys think about that idea. Should we kinda do our version bing bang version? So the question hot- so
1: the question is, is John interviewing one of us or are we just kinda like having a little round table with wings?
0: We could We could do that. We could have John interview it. We could also have, like, a list of questions. Like, I could be in the middle, (laughs) and then you guys eat them.
1: Explain that, Graham. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) So, no, we would love to do that idea, too. So, oh, Aaron might want to be involved.
1: (laughs) Aaron, you good with spicy food? Truth <laughs> or Dad? Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. All right, Truth or Dab. We can do that, yeah. too. But we had somebody on the podcast this week.
0: Yes, Ty Rushing joined us, who yeah. Sam was jealous of. He just came out with a documentary called Telling Your Own Our Own Story, Ending Racism. And he was so fun.
1: Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> like, you guys bonded. Like, both Chiefs fans. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's somebody, like, that I've followed on Twitter. We've just interacted before and- on Twitter. That's the only, our only interaction together. And then today was our first time meeting and getting to meet him, hear his story, hear about the process of making that documentary, Mm -hmm. leaving journalism, coming back to journalism. Like he's just such an interesting guy.
0: He is. He's super interesting. We could have talked to him for another hour, Um, but you're going to go grab a beer with him and you'll be able to let us in on the more makings of Ty because he's so cool. We'll Absolutely. have to invite him back here, too.
1: He is more than welcome here at any point.
0: Yes. So you guys will enjoy. It's a great episode. Be sure to subscribe to us and leave a review if you haven't yet. And like, and to, like and follow. Like and follow. Is that
1: what the YouTubers are doing? <laughs> I
0: don't know. What's up, YouTube? <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll let you go. let's enjoy this f- episode with Ty and have a great week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the Jealous Podcast. That was my first time saying that. But I'm accompanied by Sam and Ty. How did I sound? Did I sound okay?
2: You sounded very good. Very like professional. I, like professional. I've been doing this a time or two? Yep. Awesome. You've been on the
0: podcast before. I've been on it, but this seat just feels a little different. Um. I don't know. <laughs> is, it like, is it my good side? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Mackenzie's not getting it back. Stop <laughs> <laughs> me. No, I'm kidding. Hi, Mackenzie. You I stole you the seat. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Sam brought in Ty today. To talk about his new documentary that he came out with. So, Sam, will you tell us why you were so jealous? Yeah,
1: so I've been jealous of Ty for a while. And it's one of those things where, like, we've only known each other through Twitter. Like, this is our first interaction, actually, face-to-face. In I was face. going to ask that. Do, you, do uh, you guys know each other? Or no, not? like, just through socials. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think I started commenting on some of your stuff, and you would comment back, and, like, just little banter. Yeah.
2: Here <laughs> and there. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, we've seen each other's life, like, yeah. go through Twitter. Like, I saw him become a father on Twitter, and, like, Aww. he saw me get engaged on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you are know, like, oh, man. Like, you know, like, you always see the meme about it, strangers on the internet rooting for you.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> now he's right next to yeah. you <laughs> uh, but
1: no, t- I've been jealous of you because you are somebody who has been a big activist for community journalism, uh, which I think is important, having worked in journalism and even going to the point of making a documentary about trying to end racism. There's a lot been going on in the last two years that you've been a huge advocate for. Uh, and then you're also like, you were one of those guys who left journalism and then came back. And I was like, wow. This guy, he's a glut for punishment. No, <laughs> no, I am, I am not but, smart. But, but like, I, but I'm, I, I've also been, jeal- I've also been admiring of people who are also transplant to Iowa, and you seem like somebody who's a transplant that is like made the best of everything and found like the beauty in Iowa. When I feel like a lot of transplants are just like, eh, it's small town or whatever, which it is, right, you know, right. at some point. But you're a, a guy from Kansas City who is truly like transplanted to Iowa and figured out the best the best parts of it
2: yeah and it's like at, that's one of my pet peeves of anyone it's like when they say oh I'm leaving this place I'm moving here because I think it's gonna be better you know like there's nothing to do with where I'm from and it's like that's false there's something to do anywhere I've lived in towns from five thousand to what the western one is like sixty seven thousand mm-hmm. like you know I've lived in towns of all communities of all kind of sizes in the state and there's something to do in each one of them and there's something there's beauty to be had in each one as well. Yeah. And the cool part about, like, when you live in a small town is that if you want to get involved in the community, you can get involved. <laughs> you volunteer for one board or commission, and guess what? They're going to put you on some more boards and commissions, but that's also a great way to get to know new people, get to know the community, get to understand it better, which, you know, if you're a journalist – that's even better cuz that's better stories that gives you more detail that gives you more background you understand why this person knows this person or how these families go back or right. why this building is called that building even though it's this name on the front now like you know you like oh it's the it's whatever mexican restaurant it is now but that's the A&W where the chicken statue used to be <laughs> <Yeah. at." laughs> you know like you get that little ki- those little kind of like tidbits yeah. and insights
0: what brought you from Kansas City to Iowa? A then? job. Just a job? A you job. A job. Not even that not much money because <laughs> I'm
2: in journalism, so I it know. wasn't that much money. It was just a <laughs> job. It was uh, a, it was an opportunity. So where
0: was your first job at? Uh, Newton. Newton,
2: Yep. Iowa. Newton Daily News. So I call Newton my Iowa hometown.
3: Yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's where I got so, started.
1: So, so so, kind of tell us then, where have you been in Iowa? Like where, where's, okay. your, where's your journey? Your journey <laughs> obviously starts in Newton from Kansas City. Right? This are is gonna, you, this are is gonna you be dumb. Hand? Oh, he co- huge. Okay, Chiefs fan right there, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
2: this is going to be, this is so dumb. Like, every time I tell people all the places I lived, it, it's just like, this is ridiculous. So, since 2013, all right, moved from Kansas City to Newton. Newton to Sheldon. In my first place, i, I describe it as a uh, crack hovel. So, I moved to another place in Sheldon. Then I moved to Sioux City. Then I moved back to Sheldon. Then I moved back to Sioux City. And now I'm in Westmore.
0: Okay. I Sheldon so, so much? So you just ignored like, <laughs> Eastern type stuff. Yeah. I know,
2: I know, I know. So I don't know jack about Eastern <laughs> Iowa. Like, uh, like, West, you talk about Northwest Iowa. I got some facts for yeah. you. But uh, so Sheldon twice because, all right, so I left Sheldon where I was a staff writer for the Northwest Iowa Review and all of its sister publications. I went to the Sioux City Journal to be the business reporter there. Yeah. And then when I was getting ready to figure out my next move, I got a call to come, like, if I, see if I wanted to come back to Sheldon to be the managing editor for the company.
0: Well, yeah, you can't turn. Well, off. <laughs> I was like, no, because like I
2: was at a crossroads again. I was like, I had uh, several offers on the table, including one to do marketing in Kansas City, <gasps> oh. a family owned marketing firm with a downtown office. Yeah, oh. I had it. I literally had the offer. I was set. I'm like, oh man. We going to talk about
0: this. So why Sheldon over that? Because like from outside looking in, you're like Kansas City downtown and. Back to Shelby.
2: I'm stupid. I keep telling you guys this. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. You love your job. You love your job. I So, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm weighing the offer. Like, I got the offer. Like, I can't believe this. This is really about to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I have been through several rounds of interviews. I was, like, done with yeah. the journal. Like, just done with it. And so I was like, man, I get to go back home. I've been away at that point. I've been gone. I've been, like, four, four or five years that I've been you know, away from home. Yeah. So I'm like, oh crap! Like this is finally about to happen. Like I mean, it sucks. I was getting out of journalism because that's what I love to do, but it was like an opportunity to make more money, mm-hmm. you know, be back around my people, all that kind of yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, I got the offer, and uh, I'll never forget. I was sitting, I was at the, I was in the parking lot of Dollar Tree, yeah. my <laughs> favorite store, because I went there to get some stuff. To uh, I was getting ready to go to Vegas for a bachelor party. Oh, you do like yeah.
0: yourself some Vegas. I do, I do. <laughs> so, and uh, it was
2: the bachelor party for my my boy Josh, who, was m- who married my sister. Okay. Long, long story there. So I'm in the, I'm, off the, off the yeah mic. yeah. So I'm, I'm in the parking lot of Dollar Tree, and I get a call, and I see my old editor and Sheldon Jeff Grant. I'm like, Jeff Grant never calls people on well. like when you you know. I was like, I'm like, oh, let me pick this up. I'm like, hey Jeff. He's like, hey Ty, uh, Tom's leaving, and we want to get the band back together. And I'm just like, what? so I'm like, what? Like you just messed up my whole life. Like I just got this nice cool offer. I had wonderful interviews with them. Like and so I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to go to Vegas. Um, but I'll be back um, Monday. We'll get, we do it first thing in the morning. So, like, before – so I drove up from Sioux City to Sheldon to do an interview about the job and the opening, and I met with him, and I met with the owners of the company. And so, traditionally, the managing editor at Iowa Information, which owns the Northwest Iowa Review, the Sheldon Mel Sun, a bunch of other papers, that job – your job has been to oversee the Mel Sun and then help out the editor with the review and stuff like that. So, for me um, – so I go in there, and I have my game, like my, my pitch in mind. Like, okay, uh-huh. this is what I want to do to help the male son grow. This is what I want to do. And I, I'm laying out my pitch and all that kind of stuff. And the president of the company interrupts me. He's like, no, tie, tie, tie. I'm not trying to hire you to be the managing editor of the Mail Sun. I'm trying to hire you to be the managing editor of my company. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, like oh, oh. <laughs> so we're on that's very a different pages okay, there. okay. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, and he like described all the stuff they wanted me to do. I'm like, that's a lot of work, but at the same time, it's a crazy good opportunity. You know, it'd be the first time I actually had the editor title really? in my journalism career at that point. And so, uh, they're, they're like, because I knew everybody there already because I'd worked there for two years previously. Yeah. So, uh, one of the uh, one of the graphic designers, like all right, so newspapers, like you always have, like the list of the publisher, the yeah. editor, and managing editor, you know, like inside the paper along with the title of it. And so I felt like a college recruitment. Like, you know, I was an athlete. And so I was leaving, and then I got a Snapchat, and I checked it. It was from one of the designers, and she put my name in there. She's like, is this your future? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is Dirty Pool. And so I talk. I'm getting hustled right oh, now. Oh, my God. Like, played me like a fiddle. And so, like, I tossed and turned all night because I had these two offers on the table. Go back to Sheldon. you know, go back to small town life. Uh, but get a chance to be an editor, get a chance to work for a family-owned publishing company again, oh rekindle God. that love and fire for journalism, or go back home and you know, worked for a great marketing company that was also family owned. Like they, and they, they, they sold me well on it. Like, oh man, it was like, I was like, dang, this is a dream. Like they had like the kind of the taps, like you guys have Uh, here and all that kind of stuff. And the owner had a lake house and they would have lake days on Fridays (laughs) where everyone would just go to the owner's lake house. So like, I was like in love with this company, but like, I'm dumb. And
0: small town. I went back. Yeah, I went back. back I went back.
2: I was like, I went back to Sheldon, uh, had an amazing two and a half uh, year run there as managing editor. I mean, we, you know, I got the, I did well with the male son, but then we also grew the company. Uh, we added the Haywarden paper during my time there. Uh, I helped him go from 500,000 views uh, online to 5 million when I left. There you go. Like, you know, Put it work. I was putting in work because, like, <laughs> so, I was in charge of social and digital wait, so how, all that stuff. So, how old were you at that point? Oh, uh, let's see. When I went back, I was 31.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's, so, that's like relatively young. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like a journalism career, like I got out of journalism at 28 and I had no reach like that. So for you then going back and doing all that, why do you love that small town community journalism so much? Because like there are a lot of people who can have a hard time. Trying to find that because it just in journalism, like we want the big story. Oh yeah, and but the it. big the big story is like so relative to the community.
2: Think about it: is that there are big stories in every community. Uh, I had a, a great piece of advice uh, from uh, another journalist I interviewed back in a day. He was like a new writer at the Daily News, and he said, "You know, a good story is a good story. It doesn't matter if this if the paper says New York Times, Kansas City Star, or New Daily News. A good story is gonna be a good story. Period." And that stuck with me. And that's just kind of the mantra I had as well because there's great stories to be told in small towns. There are stories to be told there and uncovered. I mean, you can, like, a lot of the best investigative work is small town drama yeah. or things that are going on here that people were like, okay, what's happening here? Why is this, you know, gotta from me fly. <laughs> but, you know, there's this. <laughs> yeah, but there's, like, all kinds of stories to be told in these communities. And, like, you know, the thing about, I feel like the level of accountability in a small town is way higher because guess what? You know, you don't just write the story and, you know, on a happenstance, you may run into the person you wrote about again, you're gonna see him again. Uh-huh. Like, I'm gonna see the mayor at High yeah. V. You know, I'm gonna be walking down Main Street and see the cousin of the person I just wrote about who went to jail. Like, right. you know, that's so, like, yeah, and people did. people know who you are too. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, they already know who you are when you're, you know, you work for the local newspaper and you're in a small town, but like, when you're also six foot three and, you know, 200 something pounds, they really yeah. know who you are. So, you stick out a little, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So, uh, but the, you know the level of accountability, like the, the level of storytelling. Just like you know, you really feel like you're part of the community, and you know it. It it makes you it makes you work harder to be better.
0: Totally. So where are you at now, and what are you doing now?
2: So now I am the senior editor for Iowa Starting Line. Uh, it's an online news outlet. Uh, I think Pat, I believe Pat started it in uh, 2015.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Are you liking that? Yeah, yeah, I'm liking <laughs> it.
2: Uh, I just hit the one year mark here uh, okay. last month, so thank you, thank you. There you go. Right? I know. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I don't know where. It's <laughs> off, so I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I know. I was like, I didn't get it. Like, it was kind of funny because we used, like our company uses Slack a lot. I was like, nobody said anything. It's like, all right, cool. All right, <laughs> cool, whatever. <guys>. All right <laughs> whatever. All right, whatever. Guys, whatever. <laughs> I guess you know, no big deal. So <laughs> no not, not even a social media post. <laughs> like, all right, I guess you know. But no, <laughs> it's, it's been great. I mean, it's uh, it's been different going from you know, I was a print. Everything in my career at that point, up to this point, had been print. Uh, minus my time in corporate communications. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, going for an online-only outlet, it's been a nice change of pace. But at the same time, you know, you, you can't help but miss seeing your name mm-hmm. in, like, the physical product. Like. Right. Yeah, in, in a by bi- Like, I remember yeah. that, too. So when I worked at the Telegraph
1: Herald, I had a moment where I got to shoot video of, like, World War II planes. And they took me up in the plane. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still, have, I still have it framed in my apartment of these two World War II planes, like, right next to each other like that. In the byline of for me in the photo. It wasn't a great photo. Like, I've, if I showed Rodney, he'd be like, eh, you could have done better. <laughs> 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 there could have been better lighting here. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, but, like, yeah, you're right seeing that there. So for you then, like, how do you... And this maybe gets into the documentary a little bit. How do you keep evolving that storytelling in an ever, like, changing landscape for journalism? Because it changes so quickly. Oh, yeah. In terms of the stories that need to be told, how they get delivered to the people who is the audience there, because I, I think in journalism, like, we try to, you know, say it's for everybody, but at a certain point, like, this is the audience, it's got to focus. Right,
2: and that's kind of interesting, so with the, start in line, like, when I joined, it was part of a, we we're changing the model of who we we're going after, because like, started line for a long time, it's been like a hyper, you know, political blog, like, you know, the, you know, like, a lot of the political landscape in Iowa's been covered that way, and we still cover politics, but we're expanding like we really really want to kind of develop that working class audience like in that labor audience Mm -hmm. so we'll be doing a lot more focus on labor we'll be doing a lot more focus on education you know the Mm -hmm. teachers the students what's happening in the classrooms what's happening with the state legislature in terms of education so like those those are two audiences we've been really trying to grow and then we're uh, you know and we also pivoted to being social first so as you know from traditional outlets we you we want social media to get you back Mm -hmm. to our website was like now we're just like hey We're throwing it on there. Like, you know, we we want you to see it on social, and we're really, we got a really big emphasis on Facebook because what do you think most Ivans get their news? Mm -hmm. Facebook. So, like, you know, we always want, so the traditional outlet, we always, you know, try to bring people to where we want them to be, where it's like we, with the starting line, we're trying to go where the people are. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's been one big thing. Like, we put such a heavy emphasis on Facebook, which, you know, not personally my favorite social media, <laughs> no. but, you know. I don't think it's anybody's favorite social media platform. So out to Iowa's, man. I don't think – it's it's
1: probably more like a love-hate relationship. Yeah, I ain't just – yeah, I'm like, all right. What's
2: your favorite social media? Twitter.
0: Twitter. Twitter. Are you a Twitter – you're a Twitter guy, too.
1: I, I've gotten to the point now on social where I feel like I'm just so much more an observer. Like, yeah. I just don't post that often anymore. Yeah. I'll, I'll post – I think I end up going like three, four weeks in between posting on Instagram, and it's end up being. But you're lurking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where's your favorite place to observe? Twitter because like Twitter just always has a bunch of good hot takes. <laughs> uh, yesterday was
2: amazing if you were a sports fan like for two oh, between takes. USC, UCLA, oh, yeah. Yeah. But UCL, yeah, yeah. Between that, you know, them joining the Big Ten and then all the NBA stuff like Kevin Durant res- pressing oh, the yeah. trade. I'm just like, good Lord. This is like, I'm just like overwhelmed <laughs> with like glorious, glorious, terrible takes. Like I How love it. How do
0: we feel about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten?
2: I'm, not an, I'm, a, I'm from Kansas, so I, don't, I, I, got, I got no skin in the game. Are like, you a Jayhawk fan too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, okay. come on, I even got the Jayhawk colors on, even it's Spider-Man. So, like, I, mean, I, I got no skin in the game. I'm just here for the takes. I know.
0: You can go out to California. You know, guess, it's, ex- it'll be what it them. is. Yeah. But, all
1: right, so kind of getting back then. So, you're ever still growing your craft in terms of storytelling. You had a new challenge in creating a documentary. Yeah. So, tell me, how did. Okay. How did that opportunity come about? All right. And then how did you how did you tackle it? Because that's a I've I've made like long form pieces before, and it's hard. Oh, it is hard. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> you know, like, like so, for somebody who like doesn't traditionally have a video background, how how did you tackle that? How did how did this okay present itself?
2: So it's all like Iowa PBS has been planning out their Juneteenth 2022 coverage since 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, they put a lot of thought into this. Oh, wow. So in fall slash winter of 2020, they were interviewing black Iowans across the state because they wanted to figure out, like, okay, how do we go about this project? And what are the topics that are most important to black Iowans? Because that's, you know, who we want to, like, highlight here. And so I was one of the black Iowans who was interviewed for that. And I gave some thoughts, gave some input, uh, did a couple of interviews with them about it. And then in uh, around, oh, man, March or May, like, it was in the spring 2021, um, they figured out the four films they wanted to focus on, including the one ending Racism. And they reached out to me to see, hey, would you be willing to make one of these films? And I'm like, I've never made a movie. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, all right. I mean, if y'all insist. And they're like, yeah, just write up a pitch. Tell us, like, how you would, uh, you know, tackle this subject and go about doing it. And so, like, I was still in corporate communications at the time. So I'm like, you know, I got a straight up nine to five. You know, I don't have have the journalism job. So I was like, yeah, this should be fun. And so, you know, I wrote up my pitch. And what I envisioned was a road trip. I wanted to go all over Iowa and talk to Black Iowans who are making a difference in their community, while also emphasizing that hey, it's not up to Black Iowans to or Black people in general to end racism, but you know it's still a challenge that we take on. And so I wanted to show what people were doing in Dubuque, what they're doing in Sioux City, what they're doing in Des Moines, what they're doing in Waterloo. Like I had some people in Iowa City on my original list and Cedar Rapids, and so I had like a list of 15 people. Um, I maybe got seven, I maybe got like six or seven from my original list. Um, and yeah, like I, I talked to my partner, Justin Wan. Uh, we used to work together at the, si- at the Sioux city journal. So he was the multimedia, like photographer video kind of guy there. And I was like, I loved his way, sh- his way of shooting. He's very humble. Yeah. He won't admit to being good at anything. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, Justin, that was a great shot. It could be better. Yeah. You know, he's, that, he's, that, he's yeah. that guy. And so like, I wanted to work with him on this. And so like, I pitched him on the idea. He was like, "All right, cool. This sounds awesome. Like, this sounds exciting. Like, uh, you know." And I couldn't have done it without him. Like, yeah. straight up, like it would have been impossible. So, uh, he agreed to do it. We got a contract signed with PBS. Like, it took a little bit longer to get the contract signed because, like, I was hoping to use the summer. Because, like, if you look at the documentary, you can see the seasons change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, like I was cold as hell at the beach <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so yeah. Once we got the contract signed and figured things out, like Justin and I created a joint calendar to see, okay, who's available when, who's available this day or that day, and. We started going through my list. I started making contacts to see, hey, I'm doing this project. We're going to talk about any racism. Would you be willing to be part of it? And I was getting yeses, yeses, noes. So let me think about it. Let me think about it. And I hope I kind of hope that some of the people who are like, let me think about it. I've seen it and be like, oh, man. I could have been in there. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the vision was the road trip. And so our first stop was Des Moines. So I came from, he li- Justin lives in Lincoln. I live in Sioux City. We came to Des Moines, got three interviews done. Uh, so that's when we interviewed Leo Landis from the Iowa Historical Museum. Uh, we talked to Jalen Cavill and Jalisha Johnson of you know uh, the Des Moines Black Liberation Movement while we were here. And that's also when I had a super viral tweet, the uh, IMAC tweet, I had a it's like, it's been stolen so many times, but like the Iowa Historical State Historical Museum has a translucent IMAC. <laughs> Uh, you know, you realize, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the back <laughs> okay. is translucent, so <laughs> yeah, I took a photo of that. I was like, "Hey, millennials want to feel old and yeah. like, and just tweeted that out, and the thing blew up. Like, it just like yeah, you didn't
1: have to call us out know.
2: like that. I mean. Yeah, I know, I know. That's why I blew up. Like, uh yeah, like Demi Lovato has shared it. Like, it was, oh wow, it was weird. Yeah, she shared it on her Instagram. Like, I was getting like DMs from like random companies. Like, hey, can we use your tweet? I'm like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. And so it was, it was like, okay, this is like all in the middle of filming the documentary. So yeah, <laughs> and so. That's funny. Des Moines yeah. was our first stop. Like, we got a lot of good footage with them. Spent a lot of time with the people we were uh, interviewing. And then uh, Waterloo was the next stop. And Waterloo was interesting, too, because at the same time, you know, they are getting ready for their city council election and the John Deere strike was going on. Oh. So that was just, like, you know, great, you know, background footage. Right. You know, because we had Ross Miffa on the picket line, you know, with the UAW sign in yeah. hand. Yeah. And it was interesting because at like the time. It's like gold video. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's gold video. And here's the crazy part. So it's gold video. He's their state representative, and he's running for governor at the time. Some of the folks had no idea who he was. And and that was because he just came by himself. Like, he wasn't, right. you know, with a crew or anybody. Like, it wasn't yeah. anybody announcing, like, all right, candidate Smith is going to be he here. He didn't come
1: with, like, his, you know, like stickers or anything. Nah. Like, Vote for Ross. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no.
2: Nothing. He was just out there. Like, he just showed up by himself and um, was like, hey, I'll be back later, bring y'all some food. And, like, stood on the picket line, a bit. Like, and he had been doing that, like, you know, with different mm-hmm. crews. They, I learned how picket lines work, like, do shifts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So he had been out there and visited a couple of different shifts and things like that. And he was like, you know, didn't say anything about it, didn't put anything publicly about it, just out there. Like, yeah. And then, uh, Whitney Wilder, who eventually went on to win the city council race, spoiler, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's in the movie too. And so we went up, we went with her while she was knocking on doors. We went to her while she went to a community event. I mean, it was, uh, we, she voted that day too. So it was like, Contest. again, yeah. gold yeah. B-roll <laughs> footage. Like, and so like the fact that she won and we got her voting, yeah. <laughs> clutch. And, she, yeah, clutch. <laughs> and so, all right, we had Des Moines done. We got Waterloo done, and then I was living in Sioux City. I know about Western Iowa. I know about Northwest Iowa. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure we were represented in there, and I knew exactly who to talk to, Mm -hmm. the Lee family. And I talk about their history in the community a lot in the documentary. But, yeah, I got both of them on board, so I think we did that in, like, December. And then, okay, so we had all the interviews done of everybody who had been, uh, you know, agreed to do it. But, like, I wanted to get Dubuque. I had this one person in mind for Dubuque, because, like, Dubuque was a struggle, because every time I had somebody I wanted to talk to, I would dig deeper, and, like, they were either had just moved or I couldn't find a good contact Mm -hmm, for them. So the one person I had in mind, like, I couldn't get past the secretary. Oh, (laughs) Oh God. I couldn't get past the secretary. And then the secretary went on maternity leave, and then the backup secretary was like, oh, well, now the guy has, uh, you know, he got COVID, so it was just like... I was like, man, like I, I was like, and so I was like, I started looking around, I was like, okay, who can I find? And I saw, I found a uh, Encyclopedia Dubu- Dubuque, and I was like, Ruby Sutton, who is this person? And it was like, oh sh- crap, this woman was yeah. fighting civil rights yeah. back in and the sixties in uh, Dubuque, yeah. and then it was like, she has a daughter, a daughter who's also fighting civil rights, and who was the first black woman on the Dubuque City Council, and all this kind of stuff. And so, like, uh, I found Lynn Sutton's uh, Community Activist Facebook page. Uh, hit her up, and she was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, can you do, you know, two weekends from now? Because, like, our d- we had different deadlines for the documentary right. with PBS, and so, like, you know, I wanted to get the shoot that before our, our, our deadline mm-hmm. before we had to start doing stuff. So we went out there, you know, toured the city with her, interviewed her, good stuff. She had a crazy insight, amazing insight. Uh, oh,
3: I bet. Yeah,
2: and so. So for you, what like, what, where, what was the biggest challenge
1: in terms of, like, having to – visually think about the story because for you i think like i would assume like your story's words right your and so story's that's, that's, that's kind of the beauty
2: part like okay so like i had the vision in my head of like how i wanted the documentary to go but like it's hard to express that to other people because it's just only going on up here so I, that's why i trusted justin a lot with the visuals like he was my guy for visuals like the b-rolls all that kind of stuff like i trusted him to take care of that And so, once we got all the interviews done, because he kept asking, like, he was like, when are you going to start writing a script? When are you going to start writing a script? I'm (laughs) like, I'm not going to start writing until I get everything done. Because, like, I like to have all my ducks in a row. Like, I don't like to, you know, like, I I, like was was just like an election pre-write story or something like that. And it's like, all right, fill in candidate's name, who won. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to make sure I have everything, have all the information that's available to me. And then I start, exactly. Otherwise, like, I might just have to shoehorn somebody in there, and then they won't get their just due. So, I had all the interviews done, and then that's when I was like, okay. I could start writing. And so I took an entire weekend, like, yes. um, blocked off my entire weekend. So like I spent an entire Saturday, made a full pot of coffee writing. And then I t- spent the Sunday finishing it up, you know, polishing it up, all that kind of stuff. All on one pot of coffee. Two pots of coffee. <laughs> <Okay. I made laughs> one, one percent. I had a Saturday pot and a Sunday pot. Like it was like, and I just locked myself in my office. Like, oh, wow. I mean, I missed a funeral back home, all kind of stuff. Yeah get it done. Yeah, cuz like I was like I got to get this done cuz my draft was due uh-huh. and like uh it was awesome like so my first time ever writing a script at large.
3: Yeah.
2: And uh I had to le- then I had to learn the janky TV format, you know, so you oh, can have notes yeah. on the side. <laughs> but guess what? Guess how many notes I got back? Few. <laughs> very few. Very few. Yeah, very few. And so, you know, I that's like, that's feel. where that journalism background comes in handy. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I know how to tell a story and I know how to tell a story concisely. Right. And, you know, uh, and so, because, like, he was telling me that, you know, some of those scripts, like, came in long and I'm like, oh, you didn't have that problem with me. Like, if anything, because <laughs> I, I, I left myself a little bit of wiggle room in case we wanted to add. Right. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I went through all the interviews, uh, went through the transcripts of them, watched the videos, like, and it was like, okay, how do I tell this story? And I just went from there. And so, so cool. yeah. So what was
0: your overall like goal that you wanted to reach with the documentary? So
2: obviously the theme of the central thesis is ending racism. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Okay, well how do we get there? What do, what's the answer to that? Right. And so I wanted to talk to I wanted to highlight all of these people who were doing things in their community to answer that very problem. And then I asked them all the question at the end. Yeah. And so like I let all of their answers just go back to back to back, boom, boom, yeah. boom. And like, you know, you know, and some like y- you know, some might resonate with you more than others. And so that's kind of one I want to do. Like, hey, because there is no single solution yeah. to it. there
1: that was, that was the one of the coolest parts towards the end is there's such a varying degrees of what people think they need to do to end racism. Mm-hmm. Like you have, you know, some a guy from Des Moines from the Black Liberation who's like abolitionists, like we're getting rid of police. We're getting rid of all these systems that are keeping people of color down. You have, other people saying like, "Hey, we all just need to be aware and have empathy too." Like, there's so many so different many, layers yeah. of the answer, and uh, that's why I love the documentary. I was like, when I saw it, I was
2: like, "He did this? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> when? I was like, like how? So I know." And the, okay, so what's nuts is that all right? You know, when I signed the contract, I was still in corporate communications. Like I said, I had the nice cushy nine to five hours, and so doing this as a full time journalist was it was a labor of love. I mean. You know, I'd clock out. You know, 5, 30 or whatever. Uh, for you know, starting line, and then okay, now I gotta meet with Justin. Now I gotta meet with Dave Miller, our producer at PBS. Or now I gotta like start researching, or now I gotta start contacting sources to see about potentially being on there. And then it was like a lot of weekend road trips. So like, it was cool though because I got to yeah. see you know, hang out in different communities. I mean. Uh, it was like the second time I got to be in Waterloo, but you know, I got to stay overnight and just like, you know, enjoy Waterloo. I mean, we were exhausted. I didn't really go out <laughs> so, like. but
1: and and I think it's awesome that the documentary, like it it gives an I- ideas of how to end racism, but racism, but it never ends. It doesn't have a clean ending because that question is still like hard to answer. yep. And that's what I loved about it. It had such a good message. What was it like for you, like once it f-
2: you, like you clearly saw
1: the final edit? But when you saw it live on air,
2: dude, I didn't see it live on air. You know why? What? Because I'm in journalism, and guess what? June seventh was.
1: Oh, wasn't that uh, a primary, primary night? night?
2: <laughs> so I was at Mike Franken's celebration party, um, covering that. So I didn't get to see it on air. So like, uh, my fiance was in town, so we watched it. Um, we watched it on YouTube before I went to go cover that, the event. I feel so
1: bad because, because like, I remember working on pieces at at WHO thirteen. And, like, seeing it on air, I was like, that's the tangible
3: thing. (laughs) Like,
1: that." there it is. I I didn't get that (laughs) moment.
2: I never got that moment. Like, we got to watch the YouTube on my television, so it was big and all that kind of stuff. But, like, yeah, I didn't get the on-air moment because it was like I was working. But
1: still, to know that it was on air, to know you guys had put in that much work and getting all
2: this great feedback. Oh, yeah.
1: What what did it feel like once it was, like, finally done?
2: I was just like, you know, I created this thing. I put a lot of love and labor into it. And I wanted people to experience it and see it and hopefully learn from it. And, yeah, like, the feedback has been incredible. It's been uh, so positive positive and that, that's awesome like what's
0: the biggest thing you've learned out of creating this documentary filmmaking is hard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't record uh, on the cameras feel, yeah
2: filmmaking Always. is hard I mean yeah. uh so much like like just a planner like it was kind of we balance each other out well because He's the guy, like, you know, if you always see production partners in movies that are depicted, like, you know, you got one guy who's eating anti-acid tablets and who's stressing (laughs) and all that kind of stuff all the time. Then you got the other guy who's, like, the big idea man who's, like, free-flowing. And so that's me. (laughs) So he's the stressed-out dude. I'm like, (laughs) what if we do this, (laughs) you know? And, you know, we made it happen. I mean, Uh, uh, so it was we we balanced each other out that way. Uh, But
0: even from the interviews you conducted and whatnot, what – Like, what did you take away from having those conversations with Ooh, a
2: lot, a lot. I mean, I just learned, like, you know, I already knew about the history of Dubuque, but then I learned even more of it. Like, when Lynn Sutton told me that the deed to her family's home said that, you know, black black people were mongoloids, couldn't live there. I was like, dang, like, good Lord. It's like, you know, written into the abstract of racism. Like, it's that deep. And... So, you know, you learned – I learned a lot of history, too. Like, Leo gave us the full rundown on black history in Iowa. Like, you know, we only show him for, like, a couple of minutes, but we were there for, like, two or three hours. So, we took a tour of the museum. We got to go see stuff in the basement. Like – he was schooling us like I didn't. L- I didn't know about like uh, it's kind of interesting because like I interviewed him and Jalen back to back, so uh, like on back to back days. And so Jalen, it was the first one to tell me about Center Street, you know where two thirty five is. Like how was this historical Black neighborhood that yes. was filled with shops and businesses, and mm-hmm. here in Des Moines. And then like Leo told me more about it, and he was showing me some of like the business cards and some of the calendars and things from there, and some of the people who owned a print shop there, and who you know like showing me all these different things about Black history in the state. And it was so. It was like I, I got to learn a lot just doing this. Like I mean, it was that yeah. w- that was super cool. Because I'm a history nerd. Yeah. I mean, even terrible history, but it's still history. <laughs> and so learning about these kind of things and just seeing like the tangible evidence of them is, yeah, incredible. And just spending time with like so many cool people who are doing work like hard work, like thankless work. You know.
1: Right. Yeah, work work that you're not getting paid for that they oh. might not ever see the the fruits of that labor. Like something might get done, but they they might never they might not see be here. It. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I I, like just watching that documentary was so cool to know, to, I, cause I could see how much work you would put into it. Uh, for people who want to go watch it, it's on Iowa PBS's YouTube page, right? Yep.
2: Iowa PBS's YouTube page, uh, search, uh, any racism, telling our own story on Iowa PBS website. And if you got the app, you can uh, watch it there. So I did watch it on the streaming app too. Like I've watched it several times (laughs) since you have done it and like, it was super cool seeing my name on the streaming app. Like that's as close as I got to the live presentation. Yeah, you got
1: the credits. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I know. So like, uh, it was kind of what's funny though is the behind the scenes stories. Like, our credits were actually much cooler than everybody else's, but they uh, everybody else like just had blank credits, and we actually used some of our extra B roll footage and the credits. But like, what they're like, well, okay, three films don't have this, one has it, so Uh. majority wins. Mm -hmm. So Justin was like not happy about that because he he found like it was like great because our our original credits like it ended uh, the last scene like it's like copyright 2022 I will PBS. It ended like zoomed in on this uh, mural. uh, uh, from Waterloo, if you go to downtown Waterloo, they have this huge mural of like you know uh, Black Americans through the ages, and like it zoomed in on this little boy's face oh. at the end. So it was like stu- the original credits yeah. were way cooler, but yeah. like I was like, all right, cool, that's a minor change. That's on <laughs> the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah. I was a very, yeah, I was like, yeah. it was like a very minor change, so I wasn't too. Yeah, I was like, I can live with that. And Justin was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, <like> <laughs> was like, no, yeah, right. Oh, directors, yeah. directors cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh,
1: you've gone through all the storytelling one part of storytelling i want to know is for you like again everybody go watch the documentary it's great <laughs> what is the key to writing a good headline oh man okay <laughs> shelby shelby writes a lot of copy yeah <laughs> I a lot and of that. okay. i that's one thing i love following your twitter account for is like sometimes <laughs> you just come out with like a fire oh yeah a fire like headline oh
2: man i love headlines like so it's got to be it's got to be relevant to the story and it depends on like if it's a serious story like obviously you got to be serious you right. know like so you got to write for the story that's that's how you go about it and so like I'll, i'm a sucker for a good punny headline mm-hmm. you know like uh, i had a we uh, we have a, a writer on the staff amy and she does these things called amy takes a hike and she went to one of the places that had a dam and so my headline was this hike offers a damn good view or something like that yeah <laughs> you know like I love you know words too <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let the <laughs> words knee you. Yeah <laughs> go for the low hanging fruit and then sometimes like i like to I, i'll go a little over the head like uh like uh, we, yeah, it was a, I did. A, it was a story about like a marching band festival in Shelton, and I was like Rhythm Nation. Like you know, and yeah. not everybody's gonna get that. That's a Janet Jackson reference. Right. <laughs> but like, the, but
1: you're you're thinking about that one person. And be like that's so yep. bitch. <laughs> I, oh yeah, I know, I know, I
2: know. Oh, I, there's a there's a councilman up there, and he's a buddy of mine, Wayne Barahona. Who he anytime he would see him, he would just like message me like, oh, <laughs> he would message me to let let it know, let me know that he groaned. <laughs> uh-huh. did you see that? Yeah, yeah I was like, and that was pretty 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 satisfaction. Right? <laughs> Like, that's for you, Wayne, yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, uh, cause one time during the meeting, it was about the huge chicken debacle, which, if you were following my Twitter a couple of years ago, it was, like, a huge thing about whether or not people can have backyard chickens. Like, that was a hot oh. issue in town. And uh, he said, if we approve this application, we're going to open Pandora's Coop. And I quoted him, like, every time. <laughs> like, I, I, and I, put it, I had it in the lot and all that kind of stuff. Like, I reused that one so many oh, times. So I it's like, it was, like, Pandora's Coop. And so, like, any time I cover wrote one of those stories, it was, like, always a bird... Chicken pun <laughs> in the headline. I
0: love like that. always. Oh, cool! So, what's next for you with the storytelling storytelling aspect? Are you going to do another documentary? You know, that's what you whatever. That's the,
2: that's it? been the question uh, everybody's asking. So, like, I want to get some more life out of this one. I mean, it's it's, it's not even a month yet yeah. since it's been out. So, I want to get some more you know life on this one. I want to get into some film festivals. Like, okay. I want to showcase it to more people. You know, uh, I, w- I mean, I, if people, somebody wants to host it, like, and pay for it, uh, I would love to have an event where myself and, like, all the subjects from the film, like, appear and talk about it, you know, like, again, you know, you know we're, we're open to that, uh, just kind of, <laughs> yeah. you know, r- write the check for the rental at, hall. What's your Twitter <laughs>
1: at? Ty rushing. At TyRushing. Right.
2: At RushTheWriter. At, Rush the writer, at uh, Rush the writer on Twitter. My DMs are open, Um, so, you know, I would love to, like, get some more life out of this one then, but, like. I will PBS, they 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 they're game to do something else with us. Like they yeah. they enjoy the product. They're like, yeah, we're very happy with this. Justin's down. Uh, my producer Dave Miller, he's you know, he's getting near retirement age. He's like, Hey man, you know, I'm getting up there, but if you got one more in you, <laughs> I, I'm I am game. And so yeah. like, you know, if you can get a chance to work with a guy like Dave Miller again, why wouldn't you? So I have an idea in mind. I'm not sharing it yet because I still have to flesh it out. But yep. you know, Justin and I, because this one was so heavy, like and don't get, it's got some moments of levity in it. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 a, such a heavy subject that we want to go light for this next one. We want to go a little bit lighter, and then we're gonna go heavy again. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> then we're gonna, the we're gonna get right, right, right. Like all right, now you let's thought. talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like okay, we got a fun, nice one, and now we're gonna go back to making you sad
1: and angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, I love it, man. I love it. Last two questions for you. Uh, first off, who are you jealous of in life?
2: Ooh. <laughs> and then secondly,
1: what are two pieces of advice you would give to anybody, whether
2: it's storytellers, just people in life? Okay. Uh, so I'm getting the advice first. So, uh, never tell yourself no. Let somebody else tell you no. So like, you know, you see a job that you want to apply for that you're like, oh no, no, nah, let them tell you no. Like, you know, you see the cute person you want to ask out. Ask him out. Like the worst I can say is no. Yeah. I mean I, 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 and, and journalism
1: you get a lot of no's. Oh,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like it's kinda funny too. Like you, you think about how like how thick your skin develops being a journalist. Like I remember the first time I got an angry letter, like my feelings were hurt. Mm. <laughs> like, oh my God, I was like in my feelings. I was so mm. upset. Like, wow, why, why is this person so mean to me well, now? now it's like, not even
1: letters anymore. It's like in your DM
2: <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like it's whatever. You know, mm. so I know that's like I, I feel like I'm old, but I was like at twenty thirteen when I got that letter, like, you know, yeah. whereas now it's like, yeah, they're just gonna find your socials and harass you. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. But, you know, so yeah, never tell yourself no. I like that one. Yep, that's that's a good one. And then uh, yeah, that's that's just kinda the one I buy I yeah. live no, by the most. Hey. And then who's I jealous? who am I jealous of? That's who's a great I question. <laughs> I know, and I got I gotta really think about it. Kevin of Durant. Asking for a <laughs> Nah, you seen his hair. <laughs> now, you you see, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's taller and richer, but, you know, the man's hair is. Mm, like, I, yeah. Oh, let's see. Who's a good part? Who, who? Man, you know, that's a, such a good question. Putting
3: you on the spot.
2: I know, I know. I, I really have to think about it. The new Top Gun movie it was amazing. Yeah. I've seen it twice. You jealous of that? Uh, both times in IMAX, baby. Both times in there IMAX. There you go. Um,
3: what? I know. No. Oh, come the on! Palms is right I think
0: over I'm there. gonna do it this weekend. It's on. It's on my list. That's a good Fourth yeah, of July a cool Oh yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. A you're you're, you're, you're right
3: there. <laughs> so you're real American. That
2: movie. That movie takes you back to like when you know when you were a kid. Like you remember going to the movies. Like and it was yeah. a huge summer blockbuster. It's that kind of okay. feeling.
0: I'm gonna grab my big popcorn. And oh yes, yeah. It was it. like
2: yeah. it was like it reminded me of like going to see Jurassic Park in 1993. Yeah, like yeah, I was, it was a, that level. I was of afraid of that movie as a kid. Oh, who was it? Like uh, yeah. the one
0: dinosaur oh, that spit did. at you? Like yeah, come on.
1: Yeah, no, I was way too young. My mom should not let me watch that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to know a popcorn hack? So my mom taught me this. When you go there and you get the popcorn, put butter in the straw, and then put the straw in the popcorn. But, uh, so the butter gets uh, to the bottom. Uh, I know. That's only
1: certain theaters, though. Like at the Palms, yes. they don't let you put the butter in. They right, put the right.
2: butter in. Oh, well, the Palms is so nice, though. I know. I know. I'm I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> I've been here since April, and I've been here like four times.
0: <laughs> you moved to West Des Moines, though. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, West Des Moines. Yeah. Okay. like I, an Ankeny. So it's okay, okay. It's, I, a, it's
2: a bit of a hike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right okay. But you work on this side, too. I do work on yeah, this. Yeah, just side. go after work. It's
0: after work movie. Just stop by.
2: Man, but, I'm still trying to think of who I'm jealous of. Like, I'm not a real envious person, but, 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 I, I, but know you, I know what you're – know. but is there a
1: writer or somebody that you've been jealous of? You're like, God dang it. Like, because I had those people at 13 – you're, right, you're absolutely right, Because Because yeah. I, I had some of those people at 13 were like, God damn it, John Sears. Like, you shoot highlights so yeah. damn well. I know. <laughs> oh, okay,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got people like that. Okay, so one guy who is, like, a uh, very underrated but very good journalist in the state is Jared Strong. Like – I remember, like, okay, so I remember the, I was new in Iowa, and he, we were at the Iowa Newspaper, Newspaper Association Awards, and he just won, like, a crap ton of awards. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, better than him. And then I read one of his stories. I was like, damn. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like, right. it, made me, it made me angry. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good and so well written. I was, like, upset. I'm like... This is crap. Like, is, like you know, how you am know, I supposed to compete with yeah, this? You just like rage read. You know, you rage read. I'm like, I can't stop reading, but I'm so mad. <laughs> but no, nah, he he's an incredible journalist. I mean, during uh 2020, he did this three part series um about how a card game between friends uh, spread COVID, and oh. some of the friends ended up dying. And he wrote it like a Stephen King novel, but it was a newspaper article. Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. The first uh, the first fo- story right on the front page of the paper, and it was a black and white photo of the house. Mm-hmm. So it looks like this creepy house, even though it's probably not that creepy right. in real life, but it looks creepy. And then you read it, and it's like, it's barely like any direct quotes, because this is all from interviews with the subjects, and, you know, they're, they're, they're close loved ones. And it just reads like a short story. Like, not a short story in terms of, like, you know, word count and journalism, but, like, yeah. a short horror story. Yeah. And about how COVID spread through this friend group. And it started with a card game and how they all thought they were safe and being cautious. Like, it was just incredible. Like, you know, so he's had, and he's had a lot of stories like that where it just sticks with you. And I'm like, damn, this guy's good. Like a Stephen King novel. That's a great way to
1: to think about that. Because, again, we think about news stories and they're very dry, just very kind of get to the point. You see, you know, beginning, middle, end. But, yeah, that's. That's yeah. an interesting way
2: to think about it. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot cool. remember the headline for it, but, like, yeah, it's it's worth looking up on the uh, Probably would have been better Times you wrote there. the headline. <laughs> oh, yo, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the plaques to prove it.
0: I yeah. got the plaques <laughs> <to prove> <laughs> it. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for joining yeah. us today. We'll be sure to link your yeah. documentary. Where can, where, can pe-
2: where can people find you? Okay, you can find me on all social media at Rushed Writer. So that's like my TikTok. Uh, uh, Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn um, and you can find the documentary on the PPS website and uh, streaming apps well, and his- the shirt. oh yeah okay yeah, John's asking us to explain the shirt because right. it's a good shirt yeah so this is the Man pointing meme t- shirt <laughs> like because uh, <laughs> it's like you know oh man I missed the moment I missed no, the moment uh, uh, right, uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah so I was like, okay, this shirt is cool, I gotta wear it. And so yeah, it's like if you've seen the Spider-Man pointing meme, which you know, people use it but like, you know, compare like things I was like, they made a they made a button up shirt out of it. And I was like, well, I clearly I got Trump. a part. Yeah, it was like it was like and it was it was like seventy dollars. I was like, I was going, I'm a cheap ass. Yeah, because you know, I've, I've had no I've had no choice. I've been a journalist my entire life, you know. But it was like, is this worth seventy dollars? Yes, yes, it is worth seventy dollars. Like, you for know what? This moment for this, for this moment, right? Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: <laughs> I love
2: it. Yep. And so I got a. It's from this company called Roosevelt, and they have like cool nerdy button up shirts. Yeah. And so, like, I had to get it.
0: We need to send that link to some of you guys. I'd buy that shirt. Cool Dude, they got it.
1: They got it <laughs> Reluctantly because $70,
0: but. <laughs> I know.
2: I know. And so the, the crappy part is like, they don't just have discount codes. You have to buy stuff in order to get discount uh, codes right? from them. Gosh. It's a great system for them. Like the <laughs> they more. Got, sh- they
1: got you by the hook.
2: <laughs> man, look, I got two car. I got two more of their shirts in my cart. Like, I'm just like, I have not I have <laughs> on Cause it's like. It <laughs> has to be like
0: a 4th of July sale or something. You would think, right? Their
2: sales would be like 5% off. And you still yeah. got to take for shipping. Like, cause you, like I said, the only way to get a true discount from them is to keep buying more because yeah. then you get points, okay. and you can redeem oh, okay. your points to get discounts. It's it's so a, you
0: have to buy the shirt,
2: yeah. Okay. And I just like I'm like, what what does your fiance you, think of that when you bought oh it? She, uh, she hasn't seen it in the flesh yet, but she likes the <laughs> other one because I got a Miles Morales one that it's like black and red and like it's very subtle, like. And so like I love those kind of shirts. Like I like this kind of like nerdy shirt, like where if you yeah. pay attention, if you know, you know. Yeah. Versus like you know, just like rawr, look yeah. at the flames, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Flames. <laughs> yeah. So I love it yeah she, she likes
0: well, it well his DMs are open uh, you know story ideas for story ideas uh, <laughs> <laughs> for story ideas I am a taken man I'm oh, sorry yeah that came off so <laughs> wrong I'm so sorry
1: <laughs> yeah well Ty thank you for coming in man we really appreciate it again everybody go watch the documentary it's right. called again uh, telling our own story ending racism awesome thank you thank, thank
2: you again I t- appreciate it thanks for having me bye bye